Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the 463 Podcast. I'm your host, Jory Negan Schechter. I am pleased today to be joined by my co-hosts, Dante Jakubowski, Zach Warden, and Jake Brandon. And we are going to talk some MLB All-Stars this week. It is an exciting week in Major League Baseball, of course, but the MLB All-Star break is rapidly approaching. And just last week, guys, Major League Baseball announced its starters for the 2022 MLB All-Star Game. So we thought we would have some fun looking at the All-Stars and seeing who has made the cut and turn it into a bit of a fantasy draft. So the four of us have all prepared our own little draft boards and we'll go... Each, uh, we'll each go over kind of who we're maybe looking for or maybe maybe the type of player that we're looking for before we get into the draft. But before we do that, we need to decide our draft order. So I have pulled up a player on Baseball Savant and none of our three co-hosts except for myself know who I have pulled up. And the way that we will decide the draft order is that our... Co-hosts will have to will have to correctly guess either over or under or excuse me will have to correctly guess the percentile that this player's given stat is in. So enough of my rambling. Uh, first of all, gents, I hope everyone's doing well. We are going to be deciding the draft order by guessing the sprint speed. Of noted power bat and noted defensive disaster, Kyle Schwarber. So, Jake, I hear I hear you've got an early reaction. Jake, with the first overall pick on the line, what is Kyle Schwarber's sprint speed percentile? Damn, that is a lot of pressure. Definitely a stat I have never dove into, but uh, I am going to guess 27th percentile. Okay, Jake says 27th percentile. All right, let's go over to Dante now. First of all, Dante, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, Joy. How are you? I'm doing excellent. My friend, you are on the clock with the first overall pick up for grabs. What is Kyle Schwarber's sprint sprint speed percentile? Uh, I think I'm going to guess and stay around the same area, but I'll probably go around uh, 23%. 23 to 23rd percentile and last but certainly not least we've got zach warden zach how you been i'm doing good jory excited to get going absolutely we have the first overall pick up for grabs a chance to grab your choice of any mlb all-star starter zach what is kyle schwarber's sprint speed percentile well as you know, I'm a big Phillies believer, and I've watched a lot of Phillies this year. So I'm going to have to go, having seen Kyle Schwerber a little bit, I'm going to go 8th percentile. 8th wow. percentile! Look at this guy! He does not believe in the speed of Kyle Schwerber. So we have Jake with 27th percentile, Dante with the 23rd percentile, and Zach with the 8th percentile. I will be selecting 4th because obviously... I know his sprint speed. So, ladies and gentlemen, 
Kyle Schwarber's sprint speed is in the 25th percentile, which means that Dante, you will be selecting first. Zach, you will be selecting second because Jake, you went over, which means just like the Price is Right rules, you unfortunately will not be selecting, or rather, <laughs> you definitely won't be selecting, you will not be selecting uh, second overall, despite technically, I suppose, being closer than Zach. So with that in mind, just a bit of a rundown on the rules and kind of how we're going to be doing this uh, all-star draft. Uh, it is going to be a serpentine draft, so Dante will be selecting first, then I will be selecting fourth, and then we will rotate around. Beyond that, uh, this draft will very much be based on uh, vibes, if you will. Uh, there's no drafting for position. It is simply who you like as well. It will be based on their kind of current season or future projections. And you can consider injuries, but you don't have to. And because of that positional uh, concern, you don't necessarily have to draft a player at each position. Never mind the fact that we will each be selecting eight players. So you will regardless be short a position. And also, there will be two players that go undrafted, which will no doubt be of significant interest. So, with that in mind, gents, I think we're ready to get this started. Dante, you are on the clock. Thank you, Commissioner Jory. I really appreciate that. With the uh, first overall pick, and I am going to be taking one Jose Ramirez. Jose Ramirez goes first overall, third baseman for the Cleveland Guardians. He's been having an excellent season. Zach, I know we talked about him a little bit a couple episodes ago. He's been such a such a heartbeat guy for the Guardians, no? Yeah, I mean, you know, we kind of talked about how unique of a player that he was a few weeks ago being, you know, so successful with a different approach than most of the big sluggers that we see kind of at the top of the leaderboard. So definitely uh, an interesting way to go with the first overall pick, and I assume Dante's team is going to look a little different than than maybe some of the rest of ours. Well, on that note, Zach, you are now on the clock with the second overall pick. Who do you like in that two slot? I mean, I'm going to come out, I'm going to take the all-star vote, guaranteed all-star Aaron Judge. Uh, the home run leader, you know, he's all, all red on baseball savant. I think he's going to win the AL MVP. Apologies to all the AL East fans out there, but I, I think he's been maybe the best player in baseball so far this year. Definitely been an absolute wagon. And uh, Jake, you're now on the clock with the third overall pick. And uh, before we do that, give me your Aaron Judge take here. Yeah, I mean, that kind of leads into my next pick. I wasn't actually going to go with Aaron Judge with the number one overall pick. The guy that I have ranked in the number one slot, who I am going to select, is actually one Shohei Otani, the last year's reigning MVP winner. So he may not even be the starter, honestly, at, at DH, but that's that's the guy I'm going to go with. That's who I that's who I think is the most valuable player in baseball, honestly, just looking at his stats, pitching and hitting. Well, the two-way phenomenon, you can't go wrong with Shohei Otani, the modern-day Babe Ruth, which leads into my pick. So I will go back-to-back back here because I have that serpentine pick, and I will take the two guys that are arguably hitting the ball the best. I mean, you could put Aaron Judge in this conversation, but... I mean, if you ask me, you got to go first of all with Jordan Alvarez of the Houston Astros. I recognize, obviously, that bump and bruise with Jeremy Pena. I'm not totally sure if he is back from that. I don't recall. But 
I do know that when he was healthy, he was just hitting the snot out of the ball. And then I will grab with my second round pick, so fifth overall, Paul Goldschmidt, who is probably going to win the MVP in the NL. So with that, we are into the second round, and we swing back to Jake. Who is your second pick? Yeah, so (laughs) I guess I'm actually going with two angels here, surprisingly. But yeah, Mike Trout is going to be my next pick. I think it's a pretty safe pick. He's been the best player in baseball for quite some time. You could argue that he's not the best player in baseball right now, obviously. It's a lot of great players, but he's been so consistent over the years. And yeah, you honestly can't go wrong with Mike Trout, I feel like, ever. (laughs) Dante, are you surprised that Mike Trout fell to sixth overall? Yeah, honest, I I definitely am with the way he's been uh, swinging the bat as of late, and then, uh, uh, but but when you look at the selection so far, I mean, yeah, I think uh, when I th- Goldschmidt has been having probably a, a better year, and these guys have all been swinging a little bit better, so I think it pr- probably is around uh, pretty fair actually for uh, what the stats show. So with that, we move along. Zach, you are back on the clock. You've got Aaron Judge in your pocket. Who's next? Yeah, I'm going to keep rolling with the all-star vote leaders. I'm going to go Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, I, one, one thing I believe with him is I think he has a chance with a really strong second half. I think he might end up winning the NL MVP. Despite missing time already this year, you know what? He's, he's had kind of a, you know, not quite up to his expectations kind of year. He's still been really good, 134 WRC+. Plus seven home runs in 47 games like he's he's been really good but i think that we're going to see him really elevate to a new to an uh a new level in the second half yeah acuna's obviously last year came off that dreadful injury and all things considered has bounced back pretty nicely for the braves we're going to be seeing a lot of braves there are two teams that have uh dominated the vote getting uh perhaps some uh, ballot stuffing if you will the Braves being one of them, and the Blue Jays, who nobody yet, but no doubt surely to come in the picks ahead. Dante, you are on the clock with your second and third picks. Uh, my next pick is going to be uh, Trey Turner, shortstop from the Los Angeles Dodgers. I think he's just been having an absolutely insane year and probably is the best one left on the board. I mean, he's swinging... He's swinging like 308 expected batting average, and he's just crushing the ball at 36% sweet spot percentage. It's really insane to see what he's been doing. So there's Turner, and we've got one more selection for you with that back-to-back serpentine pick. Who do you like with your third-round selection? Uh, I'm going to go with another Dodger here. I'm going to go with uh, Manny Machado. Manny Machado, of course, of course, of the uh, San Diego Padres, but out west, a former Dodger, of course, but another big pick there. He's been having a big season. He's uh, in that MVP mix, no doubt. Of course, he also suffered that injury. I don't believe he ended up hitting the injured list, but uh, Manny Machado, a uh, a big piece. So we swing back around once again. Zach, you've grabbed a pair of outfielders. Who are you looking at for number three? Is it going to be another outfielder? It is not. I appreciate you guys leaving it this far. Uh, I'm going to go with Rafael Devers here. Honestly, third base, you know, we've already, you know, Dante got Ramirez and Machado, and with Devers and Arenado, I think third base is probably the deepest position on the board. I know we're not drafting positionally, but I think uh, that third base definitely has a ton of stars, and Devers is no exception to that. 
that Rafi Devers pick. Perhaps no surprise from you, Zach. I know you obviously a recent returnee from Boston. Is there a chance that that trip to Boston may have swayed your decision-making on that selection? <laughs> no, no chance. I've always loved Devers. He's just such an awesome player, and he, you know, leading the league in hits, and he just hits hits the ball hard every single time he's up there. No doubt one of the premier players in Major League Baseball. Jake, you have a pair of angels. I don't think there's a third angel on the board. I mean, I could be incorrect here, but maybe you'll surprise me. But you are now on the clock. Yeah, I guess if Taylor Ward was there, I would have to be selecting him. I was shocked to see Devers go that far. I thought Zach was for sure going with him with the with the second overall selection. But yeah, I got snubbed both back-to-back there by you guys, so good pick. So I'm Machado and Devers. My next player on the board is going to be uh, Mookie Betts, who I have ranked ninth overall. So Mookie Betts, you have him ranked ninth overall. We are past the ninth overall pick, so you grab him a little bit higher than where you had him on your board. Yep. What do you like about this pick, and why are you happy to be grabbing him beyond that ninth slot? Well, Mookie was one of the guys that I was looking at for, for an MVP pick. I love the odds on him. I actually ended up backing out of that pick just because he got hurt, but he is back from the injured list now. And, I mean, his overall stats look great. He ranks 11th in position player war, 150 WRC+. Mookie has, he kind of has this this thing where he goes one good year, one bad year, so... Hopefully this is a good year for him and he can just continue playing well into the second half. Hopefully he can. Certainly has the tools to do so. So we're up to my third selection and, of course, fourth with the Serpentine. Uh, We have selected infielders. We have selected outfielders. One position we are missing. We have not selected a catcher. So with Mm -hmm. my selection, I will be selecting Toronto's Finest, the best player in baseball, do not at me, Alejandro Kirk. Could not have seen this coming. Alejandro Kirk comes into this year, uh, league average kind of bat last year, an up and down year, and has just exploded onto the scene. Alejandro Mania is in full swing in Toronto. Uh, I don't know if you saw my tweet a couple of weeks ago, but I was at a youth baseball game, and one of the kids had Alejandro Kirk's walk-up song as their walk-up music. So Toronto has embraced Alejandro Kirk in such a magnificent way. How could you not? What a fun player he is. He is shorter than me, but he is a large man, and we love him for it because all he does is hit the ball well. So with Kirk off the board, I think I'm going to have to take another look at my draft board. And why not stay local and go with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Definitely a down year relative to his previous season. His launch angle issues have been well documented, but he's swinging and missing uh, a little bit less of late, particularly he's not chasing as much, so there are signs of improvement on the horizon. So maybe you'd like a little bit more from Vladdy, but especially with the bobblehead in tow, I think he's a solid selection here in the fourth round. So, Jake, we're back to you with a couple of Los Angeles guys. You didn't go with another angel, but you stuck with the city of uh, the city of Halos. So you are now on the board. Will you move off the West Coast? We will see. Jake, 
Who's it going to be? Yeah, so you kind of took my strategy there, went with back-to-back Jays. I definitely like that. I Honestly, I don't know if I could have passed up either. I have them both ranked below. Once Both of them are, are ranked just below the player I'm going to select, but I don't think I could have passed up on either of them. There's no way. Uh, so the player I am going to select is Nolan Arenado, who I have ranked 11th overall. Nolan Arenado having an enormous bounce back here. He obviously was, was decent last year, but it's been a bit of an up and down for him. Zach, what has made Arenado a bounce back candidate this season? Yeah, you know, I think it's funny the way that he's, you know, he's stayed solid and kind of consistent with his peripherals from Colorado, right? People are kind of like, oh, Coors Nato or whatever, but he's been, he's been really good, especially, you know, he's even improved this year. Um, yeah, he's been, you know, striking out a little bit less, walking a little bit more, and I, I think he's just been a perfect fit for that team in St. Louis. He's been a really great fit, especially the defense. He's obviously not the super-duper insane defender that he once was, but, I mean, he fits in quite nicely with what is basically a team of nine gold glovers. I mean, not everyone's a gold glover, literally, but they're pretty much all in the mix. So, with that, Zach, you're back on the clock. Who are you going to grab following that Rafi Devers selection last round? Yeah, I think I gotta stick uh, stick with the close to the heart picks here, and I'm gonna go right back to the Phillies, and I'm gonna take Bryce Harper, the reigning MVP. He's been uh, he's been hitting the ball crazy this year. Maybe a little bit underrated in the MVP conversation. I think you know, obviously tough with the torn UCL and having a DH the, the entire year, but he's been he's been kind of sticking right with his his solid season from last year. I didn't think he would drop to me, but I certainly was hoping that he might swing around one more time. I don't know, Jake, Dante, if you've got any thoughts on the on the Bryce pick. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, Harper's been hitting insane. I would definitely have taken him if it wasn't for, for the injury. He's expected to be out six to eight weeks, but yeah, there's you can't go wrong with taking Harper for sure, even at this spot. He's, he's crazy. <laughs> Dante... Does that injury concern you? And obviously, you know, we're simply drafting based on how good the player is and, and injuries are a little bit or significantly discounted depending on how much you want to consider them. However, how much does that injury play a role? And uh, was that was uh, was Harper a guy that you considered uh, with your pick coming up? I mean, it's actually funny that you say that because uh, I definitely was going to take uh, Bryce Harper. Of course, he's. I, th- I feel like at least uh, with uh, what else we have left on the board, that even with what he's expected to be out, if you look to project for the rest of the season afterwards, I still think that he'll bounce back. And obviously, he's had uh, just such an insane year beforehand. But uh, yeah, yeah, and that's going to change up what I got next. But I think I'll still get a next uh, really good player for my team here. Well, I think that we can tee that right up because you are on the clock with that Serpentine 3-4 selection for the third and fourth round. Excuse me, fourth and fifth round. Dante, who are you going to grab with the first of those two selections? I am going to go and take the big slugger from New York, uh, Giancarlo Stanton. Oh, that was my next guy. You stole him right out of my nose. Giancarlo Stanton. He rakes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's it's no no secret. He just crushes the ball, and he's been doing it 
uh, this this year, obviously not as well as uh, years past, but uh, I think it was kind of between uh, him and Jose Altuve for me here, but I think like his uh, Altuve's injury has kind of docked him a little bit here with my uh, selection. So we're halfway through the draft now. The teams are starting to formulate a little bit. Dante, of course, with the team of Jose Ramirez, Trey Turner, Manny Machado, and Giancarlo Stanton. Zach with Aaron Judge, Ronald Acuna Jr., Rafi Devers, and Bryce Harper. Jake with the pair of Angels in Otani Trout. Then he's got Mookie Betts and Nolan Arenado. And myself with Jordan Alvarez, Paul Goldschmidt, Alejandro Kirk, and Vlad Guerrero Jr. So we've still got four picks each to go, and then we'll have a little bit of a debrief about whose draft we like the most, maybe outside of our own, because I'm sure we'll all be fans of our own drafts. But Dante, you are back on the clock with your second pick in a row. Who is your fifth round selection? Well, I guess I kind of uh, ruined the surprise there with uh, by saying, but I will stick with uh, Jose Altuve. And like I said, I think he's just been having another insane year and uh, he is going to be for surely bouncing back from that injury in a couple of weeks when he gets back. Yeah, Altuve's kind of quietly had a, had a nice season and you mentioned he's, he's hurt, but when he has been healthy, he's been hitting nicely. I must have missed that you mentioned him because I was too busy recapping the rest of the draft. But nonetheless, Jose Altuve, a nice pick off the board there, especially in the fifth round. He's uh, kind of underrated. You know, obviously the the whole Astro scandal kind of puts a little bit of a black mark on his name. But he's he's like borderline Hall of Fame guy almost in, in some respects. Do you guys agree or disagree? I would I would say he's he's going to be a Hall of Famer for sure. I think he's one of the better offensive second basemen that have has has probably ever played. Jake, what do you think? All Star Hall of Fame? What do you see him as? I'm, try, I'm trying to pull up the stats here. <laughs> it's my computer's lagging. <laughs> Dante, we'll we'll jump to you very quickly, Dante. I definitely think with with uh, he's he's definitely a border uh, line hard of Hall of Famer so far, and especially with what he's been able to do at the plate. I mean, with uh, his size, he's just such a special player, and he's just and he's just yeah, he's just so great defensively over there, offensively, he's just great all around player, and definitely will, I believe, will be in there. No doubt. So we'll move along here to the next selection. We've got Zach back on the board. Your fifth selection of. The All-Star Draft. couple good players still on the board. Who do you like? Yeah, so Dante fooled me a little bit when he said the big slugger from New York, and I thought he was going to take my guy here. But he, you know, went went with the AL version, and I'm going to stick in the NL and go with Pete Alonzo. Speaking of, you know, All-Star Weekend, he's kind of become synonymous with his home run derby victories, and hopefully we'll get to see him put on a show again. Yeah, he's... Probably, I mean, the polar bear, he's really earned that nickname in terms of just being an absolute unit. And I think of all the players at the All-Star festivities this year, he's probably probably the guy most associated with them just based on his home run derby heroics. So certainly fits the bill with that selection. Jake, you're back on the clock. Who's next? Yeah, I think we're starting to see a little bit of a drop-off here. Those are obviously two really good picks there. Those are the next two guys I would have selected. Dante also fooled me when he said the slugger from New York. I thought he was going with Pete for sure. Who Honestly, Stanton's probably been just as good as a, of a hitter, just Stanton only DHs. So 
but yeah, I'm gonna go with George Springer, another Blue Jay. That's that's gonna be my next pick. Third Blue Jay off the board. The Blue Jays have a couple of more All Stars. The other ones are maybe a little bit more questionable. But Dante, I'll ask you this: given the the number of All Stars on their roster, why have the Blue Jays kind of struggled? Uh, I mean, it's just just uh, it's just their their uh, their pitching pretty much has been just uh, just really bad. They have no real bullpen help, and it's kind of you've seen throughout the year just both. It's kind of go, goes like on and off. It's very very interesting to watch this team how whenever they're whenever they're hitting very well, the pitching's off, and it's just kind of been going back and forth. And I feel like that each one kind of having to always kind of piggyback and carry on from the other kind of side kind of kind of drags and that's what causes like a kind of flip-flop over like this past year so far so we move right along to the final pick of the fifth round and then we head into the sixth round i'm on the clock i will grab arguably the swaggiest player in baseball jazz chisholm i know earlier in the year there was some feathers that he ruffled with his marlins teammates but what a breakout he's had this season. He's been a phenomenal story out in Miami, a team that has been starving for a good player. And he kind of looks like the guy coming out of uh, all these years of rebuilding. And uh, with my next selection, you know, I hate to hog all the good catchers, but, you know, this guy's just been really good, especially relative to his position. I will be taking... W Contreras, but the good one, well, maybe not the good one because they're both having good seasons, but let's go with Wilson Contreras of the Chicago Cubs. He's had a really nice season, an 890 OPS this year. For a catcher, that is, I mean, pretty good, to put it lightly. And uh, I believe he's a pending free agent at the end of this year, so he could be looking at a nice little payday uh, if he keeps this up into the second half. So Wilson Contreras... Off the board there. And we head now to Jake's selection. Coming off a George Springer selection. He's been heavy on the outfielders, I notice. We've got three outfielders plus Otani, who plays the outfield a little bit. You've got Arenado on the infield. Are you looking one spot or the other or anything? Or are you just taking who you like? Yeah, I've just been taking who who I like off the board that's what i've been going with not really looking at position but yeah get a pivot from the outfield here uh you've been hogging all, all the catchers so I, I i wanted to take Contreras with my next pick i thought that was a good pick but uh yeah i'm gonna go with tim anderson with my next pick tim anderson going this late is that a surprise because he's been a pretty good player and he's got some kind of consistency to him he's obviously hasn't been you know a top of the line player but I mean, for the last couple of seasons now, Zach, I'll ask you this. He's kind of just been a solid, effective, like a good player. Is Tim Anderson underrated? Uh, I'd, I'd say maybe a little bit. He's a very consistent, like high average hitter. Um, he was hurt a little bit this year, so that's kind of, I think, the counting stats are down. But I, I think that's a solid pick. He is, he is a good shortstop, for sure. Jake, why did you like that pick? Yeah, I, I, I really liked the value getting Tim Anderson that late. He's a guy that hits for average. Um, he's a guy that I haven't really liked in the past. I've always thought that like his bat pip's so high, he's getting unlucky. But he's consistently shown that he can just hit for a high bat pip, and that's like who he is. So, yeah, I think Tim Anderson's honestly a super super underrated player. He's always 
he's always going to hit around or above 300 and give you close to 20 overs and and honestly close to 20 steals so that you can't ask for much more in a player really definitely one of the most versatile players in the major league zach let's move along and we'll we'll get some more insight ahead we are running low on players to a degree but there's still some really interesting names here that are still available who do you like with your sixth round selection yeah, I'm, I'm going to call it right here. This is the steal of the draft. Uh, I'm going to go with another shortstop. He's been, by F-War, the sixth best player in baseball. I'm going to go Dansby Swanson. I think Dansby's been the best two-way shortstop in baseball this year, and he's really come on offensively. Um, he's just been, you know, kind of having a breakout year in a contract season. And, you know, I... I we talked a little bit before about him, and I was surprised to see him end up falling this far. Swanson, definitely a nice little pick there. So two shortstops go back-to-back with Tim Anderson and Dansby Swanson. Dante, do you agree with the order they went, or do you think Dansby should have gone before Tim? Uh, I definitely think Dansby should have gone before Tim. That actually got me a little excited, and I was kind of hoping that he was going to fall to me. But uh, But yeah. Jake, you got some you got some doubters on that Tim Anderson pick. Yeah. Perhaps perhaps a reach, or perhaps Jake simply knows something that we do not know. Dante, you've got the swing pick here with your sixth and seventh selections. Who are you going to be grabbing? Uh I'm gonna be uh grabbing uh another shortstop. Uh uh just pretty much this is going just off of uh the swag. And just I just love this guy, even though he's been having just a not not a great year defensively and at the plate as he has in the past, but he's still up there from Toronto. Since let's get the Toronto boys in here, uh, Bo Bichette. Bo Bichette, the swag is undeniable. I mean, beyond Jazz Chisholm, with the flow, I don't think anybody matches Bo. No pun intended, uh, or or rhyme intended. So Bo's been interesting because he's been, I mean, arguably bad this year. The Ks are way up on him, uh, but everything else looks looks pretty decent. Maybe the, the speed is a little bit of a drag. Dante, you still like him here, though. That's, uh, that's interesting. Give me a little bit of insight into why Bo Bichette is your guy, nonetheless. Uh, so pretty, I mean, I just... I still think that just this Toronto team and Bobichet just hasn't reached that peak uh, yet. Offensively, we haven't clearly haven't seen the best of him yet, and I think he's just got to clean up. Uh, just is just his just got to hit the uh, oh, excuse me. He's just got to swing. He's just got to get a little better eye up there, and I think that uh, he gets a little bit patient, and the whole team gets going, and Bo's will be probably at, right at the center of that, and I can't wait to see that. Uh, for the rest of this uh, year post-All-Star break. Yeah, he's definitely a guy that you would expect to turn around. You'd hope to turn it around because the Blue Jays definitely are going to need him to be a big part of that. Dante, you have another selection here. Who is your next pick? My next pick, I am going to take uh, Starling Marte. Starling Marte joined the Mets this past offseason, was it, or Man, time is time is all feels a little weird at this point. I mean, I think we can all we can all uh, 
we can all not necessarily agree, but can definitely relate. Yeah, I can definitely attest to that. It, it was last season that they picked up Marte. It was but, last yeah. season. Okay, thank you very much. So Starling Marte going over to the Mets after a big season last year. Uh, he, I remember he was in Oakland last year after getting dealt. He he had a pretty good season last year, and I mean an all-star again this year. Uh, hard to argue with, with that selection. I mean, maybe not the flashiest of players in terms of... Uh, in terms of the eye-popping numbers, but just an overall, just a solid player. And uh, you could really argue, like, one of the better center fielders in baseball, despite the lack of maybe fanfare. So with that, we'll move along. And we've got Zach now on the board. And the pick's really starting to run thin here. We have a 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 players left. So there are going to be two unfortunate souls that... Do not get selected. I, I believe we have 10. Uh, I don't know if my math is incorrect there. I feel like my math might be incorrect there. Regardless, two unfortunate souls and only two rounds two rounds remaining. Try to say that 10 times fast. Zach, on the clock, enough of me rambling. Who do you like? Uh, to be honest, I don't really like anybody that's left. But uh, <laughs> regardless, I'm going to go ahead and take Ty France. Ty France. Yeah, certainly had a hot start to the year. Has kind of come down to earth a little bit. Um, you know, it's it's kind of the the case of a guy who doesn't really hit the ball that hard, right? So you get a little bit lucky at the beginning of the year. Um, you get some good results, and then you you know continue to not hit the ball hard, and you're going to go through those ebbs and flows of a season. Well, Jake, he's gonna he's been a guy that I mean the the numbers that he is producing are good, but again, it's kind of. There's question marks with the process as opposed to the results. Are you a guy that is a big believer that the process is what you need to look at? Or is this a situation where it's kind of like the results are there, so you can't necessarily argue too much with how he's going about doing that? Yeah, I mean, I'm a big expected stats guy. I that's that's my my main that's the main thing I look at when I'm researching a player. Honestly, France still has pretty good expected stats. Like he has a 297 xba, he's a 365 xwo, but it's not not much lower than what he's been producing so far. I'm, I'm honestly a big believer in Ty France. He's he had a solid minor league career, a bit of a late bloomer, but he's a guy that hits for average, decent pop. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much in on Ty France. I think he should be the starter at first base. Over Vlad, even. I think he should be the starter at first base. Over Vlad, he goes, goodness, two, three rounds later, and uh, perhaps uh, perhaps I swung and missed on that Vladdy pick, according well, to Jake, but well, we're, I guess we'll see. With the picks, I mean, we're projecting a bit into the future, right? So, obviously, like, I would take Vlad above France. Like, I had him ranked above, but, like, for the All-Star game, just who I think should start is France, but I think Vlad's going to have... I think he's going to have a really good second half and, and finish ahead of France in overall war for sure. Listen, all I'm hearing is that Vladdy's a bust and Ty France is the future face of Major League Baseball. Just put words, okay, Jake, you're actually... Okay. <laughs> Jake, you are on the clock, so you are you are eligible to make your next selection. Sure. Who do you like? Yeah, I thought France was a great pick there. He was definitely clear-cut over the next group of guys that I'm looking at, but... Uh, yeah, if I'm going off just what they've produced right now, this isn't the guy I would select. Actually, no, I, I am going to just go with the, this guy. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jock Peterson. He's 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 been the best. Of the guys on the board, he's he's produced the best numbers for sure. 
He has produced the best numbers. He's been the best player still available to select out of who's uh, who's still on the board. He was very much my guy. For audio listeners, my reaction was a very disgruntled uh, look into the air <laughs> of uh, of dismay. Dante, do you like that pick, or is there someone else on the board that you think uh, Jake's should have been uh, keeping an eye on without spoiling that, because maybe they'll uh, last until your pick. Do you agree with that selection? Oh, actually, uh, yeah, I do with what we have remaining on the board. I think he's definitely was the best available, at least in terms of who has uh, produced the, the best so far this year. Uh, yeah. So we move right along. Once again, the swing pick. And I've got two selections. And with him still on the board, it's too easy not to put the brothers together and take William Contreras from the Atlanta Braves. Another Braves player. There's a whole bunch of them just littered, still available, uh, which I guess isn't surprising given that uh, some of these guys kind of made it based on uh, based on some pretty hefty uh, hefty fan uh, fan voting and uh, maybe not the numbers they're producing. But uh, William Contreras is definitely having a nice breakout season and uh, hard to not like that. And uh, with my next selection, <laughs> we're really running kind of dry here. Uh, I think I'm going to have to go... Uh, with uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., who has really turned it on of late. Uh, he had a miserable, miserable, miserable start to the season and is rapidly approaching a 300 batting average. So he's a guy that perhaps always starts slow or, or perhaps in recent years has started slow and has come on. So you kind of are betting a little bit on an, another big second half, but uh, certainly not the most exciting all-star available. I don't know if there are any exciting all-stars available left, but we are rapidly approaching our conclusion. We have just seven, six players available. Again, maybe my draft board's incorrect, but uh, Jake, you're back on the clock and we're quickly running out of real estate. Who do you like? Yeah, so there's a player still left on the board that is injured, but... Honestly, Jory's taken all the catchers, so I think I gotta at least grab one catcher so somebody else can have one. I'm going to go with Jose Trevino of the Yankees. Jose Trevino of the Yankees. A pitch-framing god by a lot of uh, metrics. Jake, he's been... That's kind of been an underrated... uh, Or maybe not underrated, but rather it's an underappreciated part of his game that has... Would you say been a big part of the Yankees being an absolute juggernaut? Yeah, I mean, the Yankees completely switched up their strategy this year. They went for, for defense to address their, their needs in the offseason. They, they grabbed Kiner Falefa at shortstop, and they grabbed Trevino at catcher. And, I mean, you can't argue with the success that they've had. It's worked it's worked wonders for them. So, yeah, I, I mean, framing in general is just a really underrated stat that not a lot of people look at. It's it's super valuable in the game today with it's it's something that's going to go away once we get robo umps, but yeah, right now that needs to be something that that teams are looking at when they're evaluating players. Absolutely. Yes, until the great robot revolution in in coming days, I guess we will uh, we will have to uh, stick with the uh, still fallible human umps. Two selections remain, four players on the board, three of them are Atlanta Braves. Just thought I would uh, acknowledge that. So. We move right along. Zach, 
your final selection and the second last selection in the draft. The floor is yours. Yeah, I gotta be honest, I'm struggling a little bit with this one. Uh, oh man, I mean, I guess, I guess just to have a catcher, I'm gonna take Travis Dardno. He's been he's been, he's been solid. Like I mean, you know, there's there's no denying that he's been he's been having a, a good year so far. I just don't know how much that I I love his profile overall as 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 an all star. Yeah, the numbers are perhaps underwhelming, but I guess when you kind of get to this part of the all star uh, list, you're really kind of looking at the guys that didn't book a trip to Cancun at that point. So you're kind of. You're kind of a little bit limited. So we have three players left. We have Santiago Espinal, Ozzy Albies, and Adam Duvall, and Dante has the final selection in the draft. Do you go with the veteran presence, the known-ish commodity, or do you go with the hotshot breakout north of the border? Dante, Mr. Irrelevant, who is the last pick? Mr. Irrelevant is going to be the Toronto Blue Jays, Santiago Espinal. I'm going to go with the new up-and-comer guy. Uh, I mean, uh, everyone knows we've been having just a breakout year for him after putting in all that extra work in the offseason, putting on the extra 15 pounds, and it's really been showing in just his exit velocity numbers and everything like that, but that's how it is. That is how it is. So the final two selections that go unpicked, Ozzy Albies of the Atlanta Braves and Adam Duvall also of the Atlanta Braves. Neither of them have an OPS over 700. It is uh, interesting, nonetheless, that they are National League All-Stars all the same. So let's go over each team. We'll go team by team maybe and and get a little bit of a, a takeaway from uh, from each of us and kind of we're happy with our picks and then we'll kind of wrap up with Whose team we like the most? Dante, your team consists of Jose Ramirez, Trey Turner, Manny Machado, Giancarlo Stanton, Jose Altuve, Bo Bichette, Starling Marte, and Mr. Irrelevant, Santiago Espinal. Give me a self-grade uh, from A to F on how you like your team. Uh, so I think I think I did you know, all right. I'll probably give myself a B plus considering uh, my position where I was there. So I think I definitely... Looking back, I probably would have uh, let let Giancarlo go a little bit lower, uh, but I think overall, I think it went went pretty well. With uh, I mean, it's, it's hard to not like a team that has uh, Jose, Trey, Manny, and it's pretty insane. It's a pretty good one, two, three. We move along now, Zach. Your team consists of Aaron Judge, Ronald Acuna Jr., Rafi Devers, Bryce Harper, Pete Alonso, Dansby Swanson, Ty France, and Travis Darno. Give me your grade, your self-report on today's All-Star festivities. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I really like my team. I'm going to go ahead and give myself a an A minus there. I think that I have kind of a lot of profiles, guys who are high contact guys, guys who are you know power guys. Uh, we got a couple. I mean one one speed guy in Acuna you know I think I think it'd be an interesting lineup to see uh, on the field and see how they perform definitely one of the more exciting teams one of the teams that hits the balls the hardest with Aaron Judge and Rafi Devers and Bryce Harper forming a a slugging one two three Jake we move along to you your team the two-way phenomenon Shohei Otani Mike Trout 
famous for his meteorology updates, Mookie Betts, Nolan Arenado, George Springer, Tim Anderson, Jock Peterson, and Jose Trevino as your backstop. Give me that self-grade. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with a B-plus on my team. I think the big swing here is the the Dansby Swanson, Tim Anderson uh, debate. I think that's I guess that, that might be where Zach's team gets a little bit of the edge. I, I went with Anderson because I was projecting a little bit into the future. I believe in Anderson more as a player than Swanson, but this year, clearly Swanson, is all, he's been the better player. He has a four war. I think that's sixth among position players, if I remember correctly. But yeah, I mean, I, I if you're looking like what they've done right now, I think Zach is the best team for sure. Okay, well, we'll get to that mm. because don't jump the gun sure. now because <laughs> we still have one more team to look at. Don't be hating. <laughs> we got my squad with Jordan Alvarez, Paul Goldschmidt, Alejandro Kirk, Vlad Guerrero Jr., Jazz Chisholm Jr., Wilson Contreras, William Contreras, and Lourdes Gurriel Jr., some brothers and some juniors. I think we should call this team the relative team. And uh, as far as my self-grade, I think you guys are all nerds because I give myself an A-plus because <laughs> I am so good at this. Uh, no, I, I don't know. This team's fine. You know, I probably swung at some guys. Alejandro Kirk in the third round is fun, but probably not a, you know, amazing selection. But nonetheless, we move along to our favorites. Jake, you mentioned Zach's team as your favorite. Uh, Zach, are you going to return the favor? Who is your favorite team, excluding your own? Yeah, it's a tough question because my team's just so good. Um... <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I, do, I do like Dante's team with Ramirez, Turner, and Machado. I think that's a, a really solid uh, threesome. I mean, all of us have, you know, you can't really go wrong with your first three picks in a draft like this. Uh, just kind of going going over it. Like, I mean, I Jory, I, I do like the, the Contreras bros there. Kind of good late value. I think that they're maybe a little underrated playing for teams where they might not get the national not- notoriety, but... Overall, I'm going to go with my favorite team, other than my own, as Dante's. Dante gets a vote for the top team. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> so, Jake gives Zach the pat on the back. Zach refuses to return the favor. Dante, who do you like? Well, I think I'm also going to say, like, uh, well, in terms of uh, like, I think I'm going to go with uh, Jory's team here, because I think it's just, in terms of vibes, relatability, I mean, it's got it's got all the catchers, and as a former catcher, of course, how can I how can I not love a team like that? So we all have one, or maybe we don't all have one vote each. Jake does not have one vote. So we've got Dante, Zach, Jake, and uh, I think I'm going to have to award the winner of this exercise with two votes. Zach, congratulations on selecting a very strong team. It's hard to deny. Thank you. Jake, I'm sorry to do this to you, man. Zero votes. Tough, but tough to see. No votes. <laughs> that is tough. That Tim Anderson pick just just sewers you in the end. And, uh, you know, it's not what you want to see. But nonetheless, that will conclude the draft. We will post this on our Twitter, which you should be following, by the way, at 463pod. And we want to hear from you. Whose team do you like the best? Be sure to follow us, of course, on each of our own individual accounts. Jay Neg and Schechter for myself. We've got Zach, uh, Warden underscore Zach, excuse me, for Zach. For Zach. We've got uh, Jake Brandon, 42 for Jake, and That Sports Guy for Dante Jakubowski. And, of course, 
We missed it last week, I believe, but let's do wrap this up with uh, what we're looking forward to next week in baseball. Zach, I'll let you uh, give us uh, the leadoff on that. Anything in particular that you're kind of keeping an eye on in baseball for the next week? Yeah, I mean, I think other than the all-star stuff, which is going to be interesting to see who actually ends up as the starter, um, I think the... The, the AL wildcard race is certainly going to be interesting to watch. Like, you got the Red Sox with uh, basically two weeks of Tampa Bay Yankees. It'll be uh, interesting to see if they can hold up without Eovaldi and Whitlock, who should be back soon. But if they can kind of hold off and keep their spot atop the AL wildcard race, and if the Jays can start to take advantage of maybe a little bit of a weaker schedule. And Jake, we move along to you. This week in baseball, what are you keeping an eye on? Yeah, I'm really excited for today. Honestly, Max Scherzer returns. He's one of my favorite pitchers in the league. And also, Jacob deGrom has been on a rehab start. So looking at the Mets to to honestly gain more ground and, and become an even better baseball team than they've already been. They're 50 and 30, but they're going to get their two best pitchers back in the near future. So, yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Those two, those two definitely going to be instrumental if that team is going to make a run. Dante, this week in baseball, anything in particular you have your eyes on? Well, as like Jake said, I was also very excited to be seeing uh, Max Scherzer return and seeing how uh, how uh, that could also affect kind of the Mets continuing to uh, stay hot and fight off the uh, Braves as they're slowly uh, creeping up towards them. And then also looking forward to continue watching that just AL East battle. It's just an insane one that we knew going into this year, all year, and I continue to uh, watch that and see maybe we see four teams in the playoffs from the AL East. Who knows? Who knows? That would be something. That will do it for us at the 463 pod. On behalf of my co-host Zach Gordon, Jake Brandon, and Dante Jakopowski, I'm Jory Negan-Schechter. Thank you very much for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. And we will catch you next week.